Hey, it's Alan Berg. Are you coming to Wedding MBA this year? Well, I'll be there again. I haven't missed one since the first one in 2007. So I look forward to seeing you there. And if you want to save $20 off the current ticket price and they get higher as you get closer, go to WeddingMBA.com. Use the promo code Alan, A-L-A-N. WeddingMBA.com, promo code Alan, save $20. I look forward to seeing you there. Before we get into this episode, I'm starting something called Ask Me Anything. That's right. You submit your questions and they could become an entire episode or something that I answer at the end of an episode. To submit your questions, look for the red button at podcast.allenberg.com. That's right, podcast.allenberg.com. Click on the red button, submit your question, and maybe you'll hear it here on the podcast. Thanks. Welcome to another episode of the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Berg, speaker, author, sales trainer, website reviewer, here to help you and your wedding and event business sell more, profit more, and have more fun doing it. Enjoy this episode. Hi, it's Alan Berg, and welcome to the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. Today, I want to talk about a subject that I get asked about a lot, and is pricing better as a la carte or as packages? That's a really good question, and there's no one easy answer for everyone, except that psychologically, actually a survey from The Knot showed that couples preferred to start with packages, even if you're going to customize around them, than a la carte, knowing that a la carte provides more information, but a la carte makes it actually harder to decide. There's a great book called The Paradox of Choice by Barry Schwartz, and he talks about decision paralysis where it's hard for somebody to make a decision if you provide them with too many choices. So your goal is not to have less choices. Your goal is to make it easier for them to decide from the choices that you have. So I'll give you a for instance. Um, I was looking at a brochure the other day for one of my clients. They were working on this new brochure for a venue that they're going to be exclusive at, a caterer. And in the brochure was breakfast menus, brunch menus, break time menus, or dinner menus, buffet, plated, stationed, dessert menus, bar menus, right? Nobody needs all of that. Nobody. And this was going to be all in one document. And I said, that's TMI. It's just TMI. And then I was looking at their wedding brochure and they had nine different packages that they were going to put out. And I said, well, first of all, why nine? And second of all, in these packages, what's really the difference? And it turned out that it really came down to whether or not you wanted to have a plated meal or whether you wanted to have a buffet or a stationed meal. So I said, we ended up reworking this so that it cut it down to really just two choices. Did you want to have a plated meal or did you want to have a buffet or stationed meal? And then within those two choices were the choices of one choice of entree, two choices of entree, three choices of entree, station choices, so forth like that. What we want to do is not say to the customer, you have less things you can have. We want to say to them, decide that you want to choose us, and then let's make it easy for you to choose the actual meal. You think about this, if you're a caterer or a venue, if you were going to go out to dinner with friends, would you first choose the restaurant or the dish that you're going to eat? 
Now, sometimes you do choose the dish because you're just, oh, I love that restaurant because they have a miso soup. I want to get their miso soup, right? But when you go to the restaurant, if they say, well, you know, today we have some specials, even though you came in for the miso soup, you might be like, well, let me hear the specials. And maybe you'll change your mind. But you're going to choose that restaurant. I want them to choose you and then choose those details. A la carte pricing, while it does provide them more options, also makes them make more decisions. In that book, The Paradox of Choice, they talk about decision paralysis where they they use an example. They went into a grocery store and set up six different jellies and jams for people to taste. This is pre-COVID, right? Six different jellies and jams. And then they measured how many of those six flavors got sold. They did the same thing, same store, different time, 20 different flavors. Then they measured how many got sold. And they sold more jellies and jams when there were only six flavors than when there were 20. Because six, you can decide, oh, well, I'm going to take these two or these three or whatever. 20, you just can't decide. That's decision paralysis. You cause that with your customers. As a matter of fact, if you say to your, if you hear from your customers a lot, oh, you've given us so much to think about, we need to go home and process this, that's probably your fault. You know, occasionally they do want to do that, but a lot of time you're just providing TMI, too much information. So think about, again, if you went to a restaurant, instead of a menu, they gave you a list of the ingredients that were in the kitchen. It's going to be a very long, very extensive list. And technically you have more choices now, <laughs> but it made it harder, didn't it? That dish, that, that chicken dish or fish dish or steak dish or vegetarian dish, that is already a group of ingredients prepared a certain way. It's basically a package. And then even further, sometimes there's a price-fixed menu, which is a package. Choose an appetizer, entree, and dessert. Now think about that way of selling. If you had the equivalent of appetizer, entree, and dessert, whatever your business is, put some things together, and then it's the same price to get the different variables within that, but there's also upgrades, aren't there? Think about that price-fixed menu. Well, if you want the steak, it might be a $3 upcharge. And if you want the crab cake, it might be a $2 upcharge. You can still have upgrades from packages. One of my clients has a venue and she only has one package. Very, very inclusive package. And then there's two pages of possible upgrades to the one package. Whereas other people might have three, four, five packages trying to put all of those different upgrades into different things. She finds it much easier to sell. As a matter of fact, the prices on her website, including tax and service. So somebody can easily figure out what they're getting and how much it is. So packages versus a la carte, packages are better to start with, even if you're going to allow people to customize within that. Now, I know some of you are thinking to yourself, Alan, everything I do is custom. Well, you know what? Even if you're doing packages, everything you do is custom because you're still doing a custom menu or you're still doing custom photography or music or, or flowers or whatever you do. Everything is going to be custom. But I've done this exercise with a bunch of my clients who think that everything they do is custom and that they can't do packages. And we've been able to come up with packages by doing something like this. We go back and look at all of the type of events you've done, weddings, corporate, mitzvahs, keensays, whatever it is. And then on spreadsheets, we will put in uh, something like this. The first column is the name of the customer, then the date. I like to put the day of the week so you can see the difference between a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, weekday the number of guests, if that is affecting it, certainly the price. And then the other columns are how you sell. Are you selling a la carte or are you selling in packages? And what I'm looking for, for the people that say everything I do is custom, is patterns. I want to see the patterns that 
if people buy this, do they typically buy this and this? Kind of like on Amazon. You know, people who bought this also bought this and this. And if you typically sell these two or three things together, well, couldn't you sell them as a package where when they buy them, they're always buying them together? And you're saying, listen, if you want this, you also want that. So I'm not even going to list them separately. And what I found is that even with florists and even with people, that caterers, that people think everything here is custom, everything is different, but you can group them in such a way that it's easier to buy and then you can customize after that. Some of my clients, uh, like a venue, will have an inclusive package that might include a cake, but they don't bake the cake. They send you to the cake baker and the cake baker says you could have any one of these three or four cakes that's included with your package. If you'd like to upgrade, you can just pay the difference. See, so it was in a package, but there's still customization and they can still upgrade. DJs, uh, DJs, photographers. I, I was working with a photographer the other day and we got rid of his lowest package. Actually, we cut him down from, I think it was five packages down to three. And three is a psychological effect. The Journal of Consumer Psychology calls it the center stage effect, where the thing in the middle is perceived to be the best value. And in his case, we lifted that center column just a little bit and called it the best value or the most popular. Now, the truth is, we actually took two packages, put them together into the middle, and it's the package, and then you could add something on. So it's like version 2.1 and 2.2 there. And that let us go from the five options down to three, or appears to be three. We actually got rid of his lowest package altogether. And that middle one now has an option. So it's really two packages, but it looks like it's one package in the middle, although it does have that upgrade that does have that option. So make it easier for people to buy by grouping things together that they should have together anyway, makes your job easier selling it up front. And if you want to sell them up to more stuff, put the package together, show what the value would be if they bought those things separately have it so that there was a discount applied to that to come up with the number in the package. And now what happens if somebody says, well, gee, I don't want this one thing. You can say, sure, not a problem. Doesn't affect the price because you're already getting a discount that was more than that. Or you can let them swap something else out instead, but you can then get the higher sale. I think with packages, you can make it easier for you to sell which makes it easier for them to buy or vice versa. If it's easier for them to buy, it's easier for you to sell. And you can encourage higher sales by grouping the things together so that they see it. And it becomes a legitimate choice to choose all of those things as opposed to, ooh, I feel like I'm being extravagant by adding on and adding on and adding on. So packages versus a la carte, you want to make it easier to sell and easier to buy. Packages is going to do that. If you step back and look from a purely data level, you'll be able to take your a la carte, what you're selling, and put it into a way that in almost every case, you can sell it as a package and then let them do the customization afterwards. And if they say, hey, can I have X and X cost more? You say, sure, absolutely. That would be this much more. Would you like me to add that to your package? Hi, it's Alan Berg. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. You can find full transcripts on my website at podcast.allenberg.com. And if you have a suggestion for a topic for a new episode or even a guest, please let me know at alan at weddingbusinesssolutions.com. 
And if you'd like to find out about having me come and speak to your association or a conference or do sales training in person or remotely for your team, whether you're a team of one or a team of a hundred, please let me know again, alan at weddingbusinesssolutions.com. Thanks for listening.